Hi, folks. Steve Urban here. Today's episode of the Rutterflex podcast is sponsored by Marketing 360. My good friend J.B. Kellogg and his team do such a fantastic job for us and so many other companies. Marketing 360 is the number one platform for small business, and it's everything you need to grow your business. If you need marketing support, I really encourage you to contact them at marketing360.com slash writerflex, and we'll add that link to the description of this episode for easy reference. On today's episode of the Writerflex podcast, we have guest Gemma Toner. She's the founder and CEO of Tone Networks, a video-based learning and leadership development platform that empowers female employees through expert content, live coaching, and a vibrant online community. Gemma Toner on the RiderFlex podcast. How you doing, Gemma? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me today. I, I appreciate it. By the way, for the listeners, we're recording this on June 16th, 2020, so not sure when you'll listen, but we're... Uh, I don't know. Are we in the back half of the coronavirus COVID thing? Are we in the second half? I don't know. I think we are. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I think it depends on where you live. <laughs> right. Here in New York, it's still, uh, we're still pretty uh, much feeling it. And uh, certain parts of the state are opening up and certain parts are in like phase one and stuff like that. So getting a haircut is still a big deal around here. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. But uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm in Colorado. I think it's a little looser here for us, or at least it feels like it's it's loosening up. Um, I feel for you guys over there. Yeah, in New York, probably. So you still can't, you haven't gone to a restaurant, nothing like that yet, really. No, no. Curbside takeout, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so that's been a way to get around and a lot of time at home, a lot of time uh, in the neighborhood. I, I will tell you just real quickly. So the first restaurant we went to was Mexican food. And we're at this restaurant. First time we had been to a restaurant since like late February, right? My wife and I are there. And it, the food and the margarita just tasted so wonderful. Like it was, it was like, I could, maybe it wasn't wonderful, but it felt like it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, was yeah. just, it was just so awesome to be out. And the waitress, uh, she was a college student, I think, uh, here. And uh, I said, so you were off work for a couple of months. She goes, yeah. She goes, gosh, it's just so good to be back, you know, Yeah. and doing things. Anyway, it's when it does loosen up, it is wonderful to get back out. You know, we are, we are social creatures, right? Human we beings. Really like, you know, I mean, I we're not really meant to live in caves. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to be out. Anyway, I, I appreciate you being on the show uh, before we get into, uh, you know, tone networks and, and tell, tell the listeners about yourself personally, give us the personal, Gemma, the Gemma toner, story. you know, oh, like God. family, where you grew up, stuff like that. Go for okay. it. Well, so I'll tell you, um, my, my very personal story is that I'm actually an immigrant, even though I don't sound like one, I was actually born in Ireland. My family, my parents are immigrants. So I'm very grateful uh, that they came to this country. Uh, and what I saw uh, was my dad come here with no education and very little money and a lot of people helping him along the way. And that really is something that's very much a part of my DNA and my family's DNA, which is finding ways to help people and give back. Uh, because when you do find yourself in good fortune, um, it's always good to find a way to help others. And so that's a little bit of just a 
my story and my dad's influence. Were you, uh, were you a baby or were you like a toddler or what? Yeah. what how old were you? Okay. Okay. Our family, uh, most of our family is still there. So we spend a lot ah. of time going back and forth. Yeah. Oh, do you, what's, what's your maiden name? My, that, this is my maiden name. I, I oh, actually oh, okay. use my married name. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is, is that, is, is really that an art? <laughs> I got you. I got you. I didn't. Is Toner an Irish name? I don't even. It doesn't sound like it's. Like, you know, most people think it's what you put in photocopy machines, like back yeah. in the day, right? You know, <laughs> um, it's actually kind of a, a Northern Irish Scotch name, uh, but there's not. It's surprising. There's actually not that many toners around. So, uh, so I'm an immigrant. Uh, I uh, have spent most of my life here in the New York area. I've had the opportunity to work at some fantastic companies, starting out uh, actually in public accounting uh, with uh, Ernst, and, Ernst and Young, uh, now to uh, a company called Cablevision, which was extraordinary in the here in the area. And very, yeah. uh, I got to work on their IP-based products, which was really exciting. And then I also worked uh, at a company called AMC Networks, uh, and again, that sort of home of The Walking Dead and Killing Eve mm -hmm. and those type, that type of content. Uh, so I've had a, a great uh, career in that I've had lots of opportunities. And actually, I decided to uh, leave corporate America and uh, figure out something new. And so I retired uh, pretty early on a couple of years ago. And nice. I thought that I was going to do philanthropy back to that giving back, right? And through a series of experiences, uh, I got to realize I had a moment, you know, when you, when you retire, you can actually think again, as opposed <laughs> to being in that hamster wheel of just run, 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 right? right. And uh, I got to speak at, I was asked to speak at a women's conference and I went in, it was about career pivots and, you know, I pivoted a lot in my career, right? And uh, I was really floored when I went to this conference. There were all these extraordinarily talented women. And I was floored by the fear in the room. And it was palpable, mm. right? Mm. And this was about making changes and, and moving from, you know, one area of your career into the other. Okay. And, you know, I had been fortunate that I had done a lot of that. And so I was curious, you know, I got to thinking, you know, what was it? I was really not that much different than anyone else in that room. And what made it so that I could make those changes? And yet some others were having such trouble. And again, I had time to reflect and I realized that, you know, I had had the benefit of executive coaching and sponsors and mentors and people mm -hmm. helping mm -hmm. me along the way, right? In some way, shape or form and, and support, a lot of support, right? You don't do anything in life really on your own, right? There's a lot of people around that, right? You, right? Yes. And uh, so that was really where I began to get this idea of uh, a different way of giving back, I guess you would sort of say giving back at scale, uh, which was to create a software company uh, that it's our mission is to get women access to experts and executive coaching in a different way, right? In a way that is easy for them to consume and in a way that is scalable, right? So. I knew as a business person that, you know, there's only so many mentors or to go around. There's only so many sponsors, right? Mm -hmm. um, and executive coaching is really expensive and it's reserved for a very, very small percentage of the population. Agreed. And so I wanted to find a, a new form factor, a new way to create access to this so that I could kind of democratize something that very few people had access to so that more and more women could at least know, you know, some of this wisdom. 
so that's really a little bit of, so that's, I started to talk about what I'm doing today. So what else personal, Gemma? I have uh, two fabulous children, just to get back to that. Uh, they've been home a lot. Uh, uh, with, uh, <laughs> How with old are they? COVID. I have a 19 year old and a 16 year old. And so gotcha. we've had, uh, uh, Jonathan didn't go back to college. He kind of stayed, came down for spring break and stayed here. And uh, my daughter has been attending school online since March. So mm -hmm. uh, we've had a lot of family togetherness. And uh, <laughs> we also have some great animals. And, you know, life is I'm very grateful. Back to, you know, grateful just to be here, to be healthy, and to be talking to you. You know, just like you were grateful for Mexican food. Well, yeah, it must be tough to keep a 19-year-old stuck at home for that long without being able to go out and socialize with their friends. I bet he was going nuts, your son, right? I think so, right? But there, you know how you said we're not supposed to sleep in caves? You know, there's this <laughs> idea of, you right. know, staying in the basement and playing video games with all of your friends online until, I don't know, I stopped looking, I stopped asking. <laughs> so we don't see him as much as you would think, but he's kind of in a, in a subterranean place of the house. <laughs> But he's happy. Uh, that, oh, <laughs> so, that, that, you know, that sort of make, you know, make do with what you got, you know. How, how did you, uh, by the way, any brothers or sisters when you were growing up? Yeah, I have, I'm the oldest. I have two younger sisters. Okay. And what, what's your folks do? Because you majored in accounting when you went to Villanova, right? I, I, yeah. I'm just curious, what'd your folks do? Um, my dad was a restaurateur and hotel Oh, owner. oh so really? He owned, yeah, he owned, and he came here in the 60s. And he owned uh, Irish pubs and restaurants um, in uh, Ireland. Yeah, but he came here really uh, with uh, a real Horatio Alger story, if you will. You know, okay. uh, rags to riches, came here with limited education and uh, a lot of gumption and a lot of hard work and, you know, had the opportunity to live the American dream. Is that where the entrepreneurial bug comes from? Is is from your family owning some business? I guess so. Yeah, I think you know my dad was still alive when I told him I was going to do this, and and he knew that I'd had a you know pretty you know pretty decent uh, career and worked really hard in corporate America, and he just said he goes it's going to be the hardest thing you ever do. Just know that. <laughs> you got that right. You got and that right. And he was right. You know what? He was absolutely <clears throat> right. You know, it's a it's just a different. Uh, you yes. use all the skills you had. I had or have uh, from corporate, but it's a whole different skill set that you're also bringing to the table. So it's, it's, it's you know, I always, I always tell people, listen, being an employee is easy compared to being an entrepreneur. Trust me, you, you think yeah. you worked hard being an executive, go try to start a company. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. You know? uh, I was curious, yeah, as to where the entrepreneurial stuff came from. I mean, you did it later in your career, the entrepreneurial stuff, but, but, but you had a great, you had a great executive run. By the way, the, the family that started Cablevision, was, that a, was there a certain family behind that? I'm, I'm remembering. Yes, no? yes, there is. Um, Charles Dolan, a huge entrepreneur. Yeah, 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 that's and right, that's so, right. Uh, big right. entrepreneur, so I worked in an environment that while it was a corporate environment, it was still very entrepreneurial. And, mm, uh, you mm. know, we were the sort of place that, you know, some corporate cultures like to be followers, some corporate cultures like to be first, right? It depends on mm -hmm. kind of where you are. And we were definitely that culture where, you know, nobody's figured this out, we're gonna figure it out and let's do it. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's messy and it's, uh, it's rugged, but it was a lot of fun. It was an extraordinary experience. Did they own, um... 
back in the back when you used to have uh, music and, and record stores, did they own something called the Wiz? Oh my gosh, yes, that's a that's a blast from the past. Yeah, <sighs> I was in music retail for a long time when I was a young man, so I re- I uh, was recruited by the Wiz at one point uh, oh, to, to 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 work. Yeah, to work uh, in New York, and um, I was wow. in Oklahoma. I, I was an Oklahoma boy, and my wife was, was from Texas, and so when we went for the interview in New York, my wife was like, "I don't think so." <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, that was. Uh, um, I had the chance to work with uh, that group very closely because when we were uh-huh. launching the high speed data product, uh, which is called Optimum Online, uh, the retail distribution was a big part of our go to market strategy. Uh-huh. And uh, they were great to work with, you know, in that, um, you know, they were, you know, they just had a lot of. Uh, quick understanding, they were fluid, they would, you know, yeah. really work with us because we had a very new evolving products. They were great and very much a part of its early success. Remember when you had to go to the store to buy music? Right. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Wow. Okay. Yeah, so, wow. That was a long, long time ago. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Can you imagine? There's probably some listeners right now going, what? You do yeah. that? <laughs> that is it's like yeah now you go to stores to like buy refrigerators or something not mm. not music yes um so okay so great career you moved your way up as an executive um can you real quick on the rider flex podcast several things we touch on the whole you know being an entrepreneur is definitely one of them and how you got started but but before we talk more about that can you just touch on moving your way up, right? As an executive, going from manager to director or VP, because you had a great sure. run and, and moved up with several promotions. What what advice, and I know, by the way, you know, Tone Networks, obviously, that's what you, you do, right, for a living is, is you give okay. these, these coaching moments. But for this podcast, what would sure. you tell the listener that you know, they're, they're, they're stuck in, a, in an associate or manager role and they really want to move up, but they haven't been recognized and they, they're having trouble getting, you know, moving up. What would you tell them? Today? Yeah, well, there's a couple of things I wish I knew sooner, right? Um, but, you know, you, you get what you get and you learn when you learn, right? Uh, what I would say is, you know, when I first started in my career, I thought as long as I'm the smartest, the best, um, I will get promoted, yeah. um, which meant I worked really, really hard. And that was a way to get noticed, right? You, so that mm-hmm. is certainly a way and certainly a way that I was very proud of. But what I would say is there's, there's limits to that in that when you're so busy just doing the work, you're actually not lifting your head up, looking around and saying, oh, who are the people that I should get to know? Right. Who are the people that I should ask if I can be on a project? That took me a little while to figure out. And I realized that it was, you know, you needed to be capable and talented, but you also really needed to, you know, pick your head up, look around and identify those individuals that you could relate to, you could build a relationship with, you worked on a project with so that they could give you advice. And, you know, sometimes uh, people will say, well, you know, I never had a mentor. I never had a sponsor. I could say in, in all, in my entire career, I never had a formal mentor, nor did I ever have a formal sponsor. And what I mean by that is mentors and sponsors can take up, can be in all different shapes and forms, right? It doesn't have to be 
you know, if you didn't get picked for the corporate sponsor program, that doesn't mean you can't find other people in the organization to help you with your career, you know? And so just, and, and to, to take that. And so if you don't have something that fits in a particular mold that you think it should, you know, a mentor should be this or a sponsor should be that, I would say, you know, take sponsorship and mentorship and role modeling is, is changing. And you can get that inspiration and that guidance in all different ways. And so to me, that was something that I needed to learn. Um, and I just think it's really important. I wish I, I wish someone had told me that before. I think the other thing yeah. that I wish I had picked up sooner was this concept of stakeholders in a meeting. You know, um, I think that Early on in my career, I just assumed, well, everyone has the same agenda as I do, don't they? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> and so really learning um, how to read the room and to recognize, you know, what are, and sometimes you don't know all of the answers, but you at least kind of go in sort of with your antennas up looking to understand so that you can sort of see, um, well, how do I get to where we need to go? given the different people that are in the room, what wins do they need? And so that was something, again, I wish I'd known earlier. So part of, you know, what Tone does is, you know, these, this type of information that I'm sharing with you, that's part of what's in our micro learning videos so that, you know, you can kind of get a heads up, if you will, a little earlier on um, in your career than you would perhaps. Give us the, give us the, the three minute elevator pitch for Tone Networks. Go for it. Okay, so we are a, gosh, I like, have to like think about it for a second. Uh, <laughs> Pressure's on. We are, yeah, so we are a, a, a learning and well-being platform. Uh, we feature uh, micro-learning videos, access to role models, executive coaches, and, and experts, if you will, in live stream events. Um, and we also work with companies to provide an interface and platform for them to provide basically this career development and support for their employees, for their female employees. So we have about over a, a thousand micro learning videos. Uh, right now, wow. what I would say is the videos that are um, very getting a, a very important and getting a lot of use right now are things that people are looking to understand like unconscious bias mm -hmm. uh, we have videos about that you know mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, videos about uh, inclusive leadership you know those are things that people are looking to learn the other part about tone is when I created it I created it as a consumer product and what I mean by that is I did the research again think of my corporate days of what do women want? What do women need? What stands in the way of your career development? And there were a couple of things that came out of that. One was the number one thing that stood in the way was time, right? Having time, yes, yes. access, you know what? I don't have a mentor. I don't have a sponsor. I don't have this, you know, yeah, okay. Mm. And confidence, right? So those were three major kind of uh, bubbles that were kind of coming from this research. And so what that did was that really informed how we created the platform, the software platform, as well as the content. And what does that mean? So the software platform uh, not only publishes video content, but it also pushes content. It's smart. So it's based on your interests. So I see. think about if I'm a working, a working woman and I am not um, a working mom, 
I'm limited on my time still. Don't push me or send me information that's not relevant to me. So don't send me working mom videos if I'm not a working mom. I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. So when you become a Tone member, we ask you just to click on a few um, tiles, essentially, that make it very personal to you Mm -hmm. as an individual. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we push content to you. Uh, so that's part of what we knew we needed to do because when we asked women, again, what stands in the way, time, what they also shared with us was, I'm often last on my list. And so what we knew, I, I, I ask any woman, you know, how much yeah, time do right. you have? And there's a yeah. whole bunch of other people ahead uh, and projects that need to get done. And so that, that informed um, this pushing content to remind women to take time to invest in themselves. Uh, Again, the consumer research also informed this concept of micro learning, make it really short. Um, Don't ask me to write an essay because I don't have time. (laughs) Give me the one, two, three, you know, tell me what I need to know. Tell me why I need to know it and remind me, tell me the executive summary. And so again, that's how we created the content. It has a very specific format. Every micro learning video has a, a tight beginning, um, it, an explanation, it's graphic um, with you know a, an expert talking, and then at the end it has what we call your tone takeaways, and those tone takeaways are your executive summary, you know, like here's your one, two, three. And then the system actually knows if you've watched a video and it sends uh-huh. you a reminder of uh, your tone takeaways the next morning. You know, I so see. if you've been if you've been unitasking, which many of us don't. Um, but if you were unitasking, those tone teasers will actually act as a trigger to help you recall what you learned because it actually went in, you know, went into your brain. It's encoded in there. So now it's a matter of you deciding if you want to take action or not. So that's kind of how the product um, got created was really going back to what do women want. And so what it's yielded is a product that's very customizable. The software itself is quite flexible okay. and um, it has super high engagement. Uh, and people will ask us, well, why, why do, is your engagement so high? It's like, well, it's self-directed, right? This isn't like um, when your company says, you know, you've got to watch this video on safety, right? Um, it, they don't feel like training videos, if you will, right? These mm. are, this is content that I have said I'm interested in. I'm interested in executive presence, or I'm interested in, in modern leadership, or I'm interested in, and then that type of video is then sent to you. The other part of Tone that I'm really proud of, because it's been extraordinary since COVID too, how many people are showing up, is this concept of interactive live stream coaching sessions, right? So remember when I said, you know, coaching is reserved for a very small percentage of the population. So how do we democratize it? How do we get it to thousands and thousands and thousands of people, right? Um, And that's what we do with our Tone Talks and our Tone Lives. And those are live coaching sessions where the way the the interface works, the software works, is you actually sign in and then you can actually ask questions Mm. um, of the expert. Now you might say, well, geez, how is that scalable? We've had 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 women simultaneously come in from all different parts of the world, which is really cool. And what's so interesting is they're asking questions, it's quite cordial, it's not overwhelming, and they're learning from each other and right. even supporting each other, and they don't even know each other, you know? Um, so it's, uh, it's something that, again, is you self-select into it, you decide if you're interested in 
you know, participating in, in a particular uh, coaching session. Tomorrow, actually, we have one with uh, branding expert Rakia Reynolds. And okay. she is going to be talking about telling your story, your brand story. You know, so you asked, you know, um, what are things you, you know, wish you needed, you know, wish you knew or would advice, I would say, you know, be able to say what you're good at, what you stand for, um, know who you are. And so Rakia is going to help everyone with that. And especially at this point in time when, you know, soul searching and, and self-reflection is a good thing. Um, I expect that we're going to have a, a pretty big turnout for that one. So. Is it a is it a subscription model? Or yeah, what, what, it what's is. The, what's the business model? model. Yeah. yeah, so it's a our, our business is primarily B two B. So we work okay. with Fortune five hundred companies. Okay, uh, and work with them uh, in a couple of different ways. Uh, companies get engaged with Tone for one, they want to address what is currently happening today. You know, okay. uh, how do you build culture in a in a COVID world, right? It's a very, very challenging time, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we're an all virtual platform. So we're not based on in-person, right? Um, so that's one way. Uh, another reason companies are, are working with us is they want to track women um, in their um, talent uh, pipeline. Right? I see. So okay. they will look and say, you know, we have, you know, we work with Coca-Cola. We have X amount of female employees. We want to get them access to coaching earlier in their careers. We take certain segments and then they'll get access to tone. I and see. Is it, is it by user? Is it like, so the, so the company pays per the number of users that sign up or how does that work? Yeah, exactly. It's just okay. like, it's a SaaS license. So it's okay. just like a company if they gotcha. were on LinkedIn, you know, for their employees, same mm. thing. Mm -hmm. um, what, you know, we're focused on women and we're focused on both your professional and personal development, right? So, mm. and, and something that, again, we've been on this for a while, but it's becoming more on trend is well-being, right? We kind of have been a well-being product from early on because honestly, you know what? The last time I checked, I don't split myself down the middle when I go to work. You know, when I go to work, I bring my personal life with me, right? Yes. You, you can't compartmentalize it, especially with technology. And so what we really looked to do was to help women not just with executive presence and reading a room, but also to help women with, you know, whether it's progressive parenting, like why do my kids lie? <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> um, to, you know, stress, you know, how do I decompress? Uh, you know, I can't meditate. How, what can I do? And so we have all these different experts that can help you uh, kind of take a moment, take a breath. But you can sign up as an individual as well, though, right? It's not yeah, just B2B. We do have two. Yeah, we do have two business. Because, again, my goal is that every woman has access to tone okay. in some way, shape, or form, right? So you can either um, have access through your company or you can sign up. And do you describe yourself as a SaaS company, an education company, a consulting company? You know, uh, I, uh, I describe <laughs> myself as a category buster. <laughs> We're not was, just one thing. I think it's really right. interesting that you say that. Um, and we struggle with it, quite frankly, because it's mm -hmm. like, uh, well, what are you? Well, we're we're a modern learning company, right? Okay. We're basically creating learning experiences that are not classroom-based, right? 
uh, we are a SaaS company. We are a data company, right? We're collecting data and understanding right. people's right. behavior so we can yes. improve the product. Mm -hmm. um, and we're a content company, you know? Right. So again, we're kind of a amalgamation of, uh, of uh, three. And, and how does it work for, for the professionals, the experts, the coaches that you have? Are, are they compensated? What's the model for them? How does that work? Yeah, so we recruit the coaches. So the co okay. And the coaches are true, what I call experts. So what's an expert? An expert is we have uh, pretty rigorous criteria, um, okay. whether that's you know, the advanced degrees, the body of work, um, okay. the research, the, um, the books, the articles, so that mm -hmm. we kind of do the work um, so that we make sure that the experts that are giving advice are genuinely experts as opposed to influencers, right? Okay. Um, and again, think about that as this is based on making sure a woman who has no time is making good use of it, right? So, you know, there's lots of people out there that can give you advice, but tones kind of are going through a recruitment process. Uh, and then what we do is we work with them and we produce uh, videos, we assign them a producer, um, they're semi-scripted. We also make videos for them to use. So that's um, part of the package, if you will, to a expert. So it's um, almost, so it's, it's marketing for their own service to a certain degree? We want, uh, my feeling is all ships rise, right? Okay, we okay. Want, the more successful they are, the happier we are, right? Mm, so, mm. Um, so know, the coaches, the coaches that I see on your website, or the, the experts, they all have their own service business, but they are also an expert with tone networks. And yeah. then they, they reap the rewards of that extra marketing for their own business while helping you. Is they that do. exactly okay. right? And here's I the see. reality is most of our experts are fully booked, you know, so they are, they're really looking to broaden their reach and their voice. I see. Um, and they're, you know, they're super successful. Right. I see. Uh, I see. So they're not, you know, they're not unknowns. It's a give back. Um, it's really, it's really a yeah, give back for them. It's a way to... for them. It's a way for them to mm -hmm. broaden their reach because it's always good to be better known, right? Um, uh, and it's also a, a way for them to give back and be a part of a community mm -hmm. supporting women. Very good. So they feel good about it. How many employees now? Ten. Ten employees. Okay, and it started what three years ago? Four years ago? Three years ago, yeah, feels longer. Did you? Was it? Was <laughs> it? Yeah, even, we launched. Yeah, we launched in what October of uh, uh, seventeen. October yeah. of seventeen. Would you? And at first, was it just you, a co-founder? Did you bootstrap it? Give us, we give us some early. Yeah, we bootstrapped. We, we bootstrapped. Um, we did raise money. Um, this type of venture is not something that I could fund out of uh, just my personal bank account. Uh, yeah. So we did. Uh, raise money and get some investors, which I'm very grateful for. And, uh, you know, we, you know, we're still, we're still kind of lean and mean. It's still early. Did you have, now, I know you had a great executive career, but did you have any experience at raising cash or asking people for money before this? Well, you know, I'd done, you know, I'd asked for money in budget meetings, but it's yeah. a different. <laughs> a little you different. Know, I, think, I think it's, you know, it's like everything <laughs> figured out. You know, you just have to, you know, you find people that are going to give you advice. Um, you know, it's still, you've got to have a good idea. So just like when you're creating a new product, right? You've got to have your market research. You've got to have the product vision, all of that um, kind of packaged up, right? And then a business, a revenue model and a business plan. 
And once you've got all that, you know, then you start to look around to see, you know, who would be people that would find this interesting. How many times were you told no? A few a times? Lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think the one thing that uh, someone shared with me, and it's so true, it only takes one yes, you know. Um, and so, you know, not to get discouraged. And, you know, there's certainly been so many entrepreneurs that have been so wildly successful um, wow. that have been told, oh, this is a terrible idea. You know, oh, yes. Why would you do that? So, you know, I think, you know, the lessons I've learned so far are staying power. Uh, you know, it's like figure out how to stay in the game, you know, to keep swinging at it and, um, you know, have a good network. It's still lonely. You know, it can be a very lonely place. Well, it's lonely being an executive. It's even more lonely being a, a founder or a startup yeah. CEO, uh, yeah. right? Were, were there were there a few times where you uh, were having a having a glass of wine at night, going, "Holy shit! I can't, what did I sign up for? Why am I doing this?" Absolutely, yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, yeah. uh, it happens a lot. You know, and I think anyone that is truly honest um, would would answer the same. Way. Yes, I. You know, yeah, I think right. you know there's. there's seldom or straight shots out there and there's a lot of, you know, test and learn, figure it out, be scrappy, you know, pivot, move around um, and and don't give up. You know, I think um, one of my mentors, you know, just said, keep going, you know, and, and that is such the simple words, right. But just keep going, keep moving forward, keep going, keep learning and you'll get there. And so that sort of speaks to staying power, right? Figure out a way to stay, stay alive, especially in a COVID world, you know, wow. Talk about um, this being a difficult time and, and uh, for businesses, uh, you know, you have to sort of bob and weave and figure out, you know, how you're um, going to make it work. You know, you've been doing this now for a few years. You have employees, you have revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've, you've built this thing now to where it's a, it's a real company. You have investors, you know, cap tables. You're having to send out quarterly financials to people that you took cash from and all this stuff. Is it more rewarding than what you did, did as an executive if you had to force rank the two? Yes. I would say what's what's most rewarding is the impact that we're having on right mm-hmm. um, and right. the closeness, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it actually gets quite emotional, you know. So I mm-hmm. would say, you know, all the other iterations of business, you know, how rewarding is it? You know, it's rewarding putting out statements that are good, you know, and that have good news in them. But I think it's the it's the impact that we're making, because that's why I'm in it. You know, I mean, I left corporate America um, and had the, again, the good fortune to be in technology and media and content. And uh, I wanted to make a difference. So I think for me, the personal win is that, you know, I am making a difference and um, that's exciting. You know, that's what keeps you going. You know, that's when, when you're, when you're like, I don't know, I don't know if I can keep going, keep doing it. (laughs) You know, you have that moment and then you're like, oh no, uh -uh, I'm, I'm sticking with it, you know? What, what, uh, you give a lot of advice, obviously that's what your company does for a living. But for this particular episode, if you were going to say one or two things to an aspiring entrepreneur, somebody that wants to start their own business, um, but they haven't yet anything you'd tell them today. Hmm. Oh gosh. I think I sort of told you, you know, I would say, uh, Oh, here's actually, here's something I didn't share. Um, it costs more than you think and it takes longer. (laughs) 
And <laughs> I think that was something I was like, I was used to, and again, from a, coming from a corporate world, I was used to hitting deadlines and making budgets. And I'm like, that's what I did. That's how I was successful, right? Um, that is not the way of the world um, when you're cre in, in an entrepreneurial environment. You just have so much less control, uh, usually because you just have so many less resources, right? Um, and so that would be advice. It's uh, uh, don't burn too much cash too early and, um, you know, uh, test your concept. And uh, I think the, the team, you know, is, is really important and you will find yourself um, having different needs uh, for different types of people as you um, develop your product and your business. So uh, to be cognizant of that. How about uh, first-time CEOs? Now you have a YouTube video where you already give uh, you know some advice, some advice for being a first-time CEO, which is really great. Yeah. But any yeah. anything you want to emphasize for, because you had a great career, but you weren't. I don't think you were ever a CEO until you started Tone Networks, yeah, no, right? So no, yeah, yeah. I would say uh, yeah. Look, I think what I've said before. I, I mean, I, I'm pretty consistent, right? I think it's. Uh, really having those meaningful relationships. And I don't just say network, uh, because to me, a network can be a faceless just number, you know. Um, it's having those people that you can really rely on, that can give you that advice, that can be honest and tell you, hey, you know, it's, you're going in the wrong direction, or maybe you need to reevaluate. And, and you have enough credibility with them, and they have enough credibility mm -hmm. with you that you'll actually listen. Um, I think that you know, that is it. And it's, uh, you know, having a network of other people that are CEOs, because uh, it's always good to hear their experiences. Yes. Um, and even agree. sometimes if you can't have a personal network, you know, with CEOs, it's also it's reading, it's, it's kind of getting the honest, what I call the honest skinny on uh, the road to success, which is seldom, as I said, a straight shot. So it really is. Have you pivoted a few times or it's all gone according to plan so far? No, nothing ever goes. Does anything go according to plan? <laughs> yeah, no. I would say, you know, we had some very unique things happen, right? In that uh, we launched in uh, October of 17. Uh, we were testing two business models, which was a B2B model and a consumer model. And in the wake of all uh -huh. of that, I Guess see. what happened in October 17th? Um, the Harvey Weinstein situation broke. Uh, uh -huh. And so it was a moment where, you know, you think, well, we'll go consumer first. But then as we kind of got into it, uh, we realized that there was this huge gap uh, for businesses. And mm -hmm. that we were, you know, and it was becoming more obvious to business. Uh, that they needed to do something different. And so that's really uh, where we moved. You know, you know, not to go down too big of a rabbit hole, because I know we're almost running out of time. But, you know, as a as a long time male executive, and I ran a couple of $40 million companies myself as a CEO, I never, I, I was never around um, a situation where, where a a male did something really inappropriate to, to a female ex until, until I was, <laughs> until yeah. I actually saw it. You know, I was in this, I think I lived in this, um, like, oh, that only happens, like, that's not real life, right? Like, I, I saw that in a movie, but I've never really seen that happen. And then I was in a situation um, at a happy hour slash conference where I saw and heard something that I, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe he just said that. Like, 
okay, this, this, so this stuff really, this does happen. And I was, I was just in complete shock. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Yeah, it really does. And, and if you haven't ever experienced it, I think, cause I have some friends of mine that, you know, their response is, I can tell by their response that they've never seen it or heard it because they can't relate. Right. And I and I would say, yeah, well, wait till you're in a situation and you actually hear somebody say something like that to a woman and you're going to be like, oh, my yeah. God, I can't believe you just said that. It right. does happen. It does happen. And I think like so many things, you know, like what we're uh, dealing with uh, right now, Black Lives Matter. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, you may not be able to walk uh, in that person's shoes, but it does happen. And it does happen. So, yep. You know, it's real and uh, it needs to be addressed. And what I would say is that where tone really helps is that, you know, we are focused on, you know, creating sustainable systemic, systemic change for women, right? Good. Because the reality is, you know, there's lots of data out there. Women are not getting promoted at mm -hmm. the same rate as men. It just is, you know, so it is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, we need mm -hmm. to change it. And there, and we work with companies that are looking to do that. So that's Good. what I'm very grateful for. Good, good, good. Well, you're making a difference. And by the way, for the listeners, um, you know, I just want to make sure they understand tone, tonenetworks.com is really the best way for them to get involved and learn more about you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. They, they can also look up Gemma Toner on LinkedIn, of course, if they want to Most connect with definitely. you there. You can connect me there. You can tell us what you think. I make sure to read all the feedback we get um, from our users. So uh, there's a a button on the site you can easily click for that too so there's happy some, there's, to talk to people i'm not sure who you're using for production but there's some great videos even uh, on yourself you know you're, you're pretty quick to find good. on you on youtube which is great oh that's good well that's good to know <laughs> yeah yep. two, two uh two final questions real quick um you know you had you've had a great career and now you're enjoying uh, and living the experience of being an entrepreneur which i know is not always joyful but <laughs> Um, but if you could look back now, if you could call that young lady coming out, coming out of Villanova with the accounting degree, let's, let's say you could call her on, <laughs> if you could call her on graduation day at Villanova and tell her something now, what would you tell her? Oh, I would say take more chances. Um, and uh, no, again, I would also say, no, it's really hard work and being great at what you do, but it's also about understanding the power of uh, relationships and influencers and organizations to help you kind of get where you want to go. And I also think um, I was so busy doing that I don't know that I actually truly knew my North Star <laughs> until much later in, in my career. And so I think that's an opportunity. Uh, I was very, I'm a very competitive person. So I was always, you know, what's the next thing? What's the next promotion? What's the next kind of rank? And, uh, I think there's there, there's a moment that it, it, it's good to know what you think you believe in and what you stand for, and you know to follow that and to reassess too, because as you, you know, as you grow, um, you change. And what is that? If you had to define your core purpose in life now at this stage in your life, how would you define your core purpose in a sentence? It's to give back and inspire. You know, it's as easy as that. And, yep. you know, that's my personal and professional life. You know, if you can build a business that helps people, inspires people, and make a little money, then you, hey, you got it, right? That's the win-win. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> it's really a good thing. Yeah. Uh, very yeah, good. Right. Very good. I love the, love the branding on it, the messaging on it, really good. Uh, you know, Thank just so you. you know, I mean, it was, it was very easy when I was doing my homework on you. You know, so often, so often, we'll have a guest on the Rider Flex podcast and we'll get them scheduled on and be like, okay, let me, let me do my homework on this person, right? And I start looking and I, I promise you, Gemma, I'll, I'll read their website like two or three times and then I'll call my partner and go like, okay, so I read the website four times. I still don't know what they do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's really encouraging to hear. I really yeah. appreciate that feedback. You know, oh, it, yeah. if anything, it gets, you know, we've been at it for a little while. We're still a very, you know, young company. But, you know, every day, you know, you're re we're rewriting and honing um, what we say and do. Uh, so that's really great to hear. That yeah, it was, it makes sense. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. Super happy for Super happy for you guys. Thank you. Thanks so much for being on the Rider Flex podcast. You are very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. The Rider Flex podcast features entrepreneurs, business executives, and the stories behind how they got there, as well as daily tips on career advice and job interviews. Our show can be heard just about anywhere these days, but you can visit riderflex.com and click on the podcast page to hear all the previous episodes and learn more about the recruiting and consulting services we provide. Contact us at the email address info at riderflex.com or 888-964-5876. Thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoy our show, please be sure to subscribe to our channel and like the episodes.